Hello everybody and welcome back to the Tea with Crema. My name is Chris. I'll be one of your hosts today and I'm joined by my best friend Emma. Good morning everyone. Today we are recording a very special episode because if you remember 360 plus days ago, <laughs> Emma decided that after 77 years of living with Isaac and being in a relationship, they tied the knot officially in the courthouse in California. Dum, dum, dum. So it's very, very, very special because it was a long time coming. So today we're just reflecting on what it's like to be married as opposed to kind of married, but not really. (laughs) So that's the topic of today's episode. But before we get started, we have our tea check. So Emma, what tea did you bring today? Today I am drinking, I'm going to go with, it's called, it's from a company called Tea Boutique because everything's in Japanese and or Chinese. I'm drinking a pineapple dong ding oolong. It's so far very nice. It's said to only steep for two minutes, but I decided to steep for longer because it's it wasn't really tasting like much. Now it is though. So it's been steeping for a good probably 10 minutes now, but it tastes fine. Chris and I were just talking that I might need to drink it a little bit faster because it might get a little bitter. What are you drinking today? Today, I have a red velvet cupcake rooibos, which I'm not going to lie, thought it was going to be gross because it had those little chocolate pieces in it. Again, I still don't understand how red velvet's (laughs) chocolate, but that's neither here nor there. However, it ultimately ended up being really good. Add a little bit of half and half to it, and it was really nice. It was honestly one of the few times where I was like, this makes sense. I could definitely eat this with a cookie or with a dessert of some sort. Like if I was at tea time, I would order this tea and cake. It was a dessert tea. Mm-hmm. But it was a really good tea. I would order it again. Isaac really likes Ruibos as well. That's like one of the few that he like really likes. But I think because people normally, they don't ever just do Ruibos by itself. Ruibos, I feel like maybe takes on flavors very well. So that's why he likes it. It's normally like the apple Ruibos or grape rubles. That's something I'll have to look into. But it worked out. It was one of those like pleasantly surprising chocolate teas that I would actually drink again. So in any case, diving into our episode about your anniversary. First of all, congratulations. I don't know the statistics, but I know not everyone makes it to a year. (laughs) Kim Kardashian didn't make it to a year for two out of her three marriages. So boom, look at that. So you're already there. No annulments here on the Tea with Crema. We don't do that. Because those are for rich people and things I don't have money. <laughs> <laughs> We've committed, committed. But again, just a quick overview. We have a whole episode on the early days of Emma and Isaac's relationships. If you want to check it out, it's one of the earlier episodes, one of our first love episodes. Very cute. It's a very funny story. There's some running and hiding and it's very fun. And their first date was not an in and out it was at the beach let the record show yeah as i got it right this time <laughs> it was not at in and out because beaches are free apparently so yeah and in and out is not <laughs> i get it so the important part is you got married it's happening it's happening it happened and before we really get into like what it's like being married i want 
to give the listeners a little insight into the wedding day itself. Because we actually haven't really talked about it at all. We talked about planning the wedding and then we've just kind of moved on as if nothing ever happened. Just pretended like, oh, this major moment didn't really happen. So if you want to give us the highlight reel of your wedding day. You know, what's so funny is because our episode talking about the wedding day, it was the Here Comes the Bride episode, actually released the date of us getting married. Like I pressed publish and then ran to get my makeup done. (laughs) So that's kind of a sneak peek of how my day went. It was also such a whirlwind that there's a lot of it that I just don't particularly remember because I left Japan on Thursday because we no. I left Japan on Friday. We got out of school on Thursday, left on Friday, flew back to California. We had Isaac's graduation party on Saturday, and then we got married on Monday. So within those first five days of us being like in the process of us getting married, it was such a whirlwind and there was so much going on. My sister really did hold down the fort for that entire thing. Like she really made sure that when I came in, everything was done, everything was prepared. So I shout out to my sister and my brother-in-law for giving us the space to even have our wedding. We were really going back and forth the entire last year before I came back home and planning the wedding of like, are we going to do it at a venue? Should we just do it big now? Should this just be because we're trying to get you into Japan and we need visa papers? Or like, should we just make it small? And then five years down the line, we'll have like an actual like vow renewal. So we decided to go the route of we'll do an actual vow renewal when when we come back home to the States. So this was supposed to just be very small, just our siblings and our parents, 50 people tops. Like that was it. And it turned out to be a lot bigger, not a lot bigger, but it was just, there was so much going on that people were inviting people who were not invited. I'm gonna just put the tea out there (laughs) because we had explicitly said like, no, like extra family because we both have such big, what's the word? Extended families. Thank you. Yes, we have bit. I was like advanced families. <laughs> <laughs> we both have such big extended families that we didn't want to leave anyone out because we have so many aunts and uncles that are special to us. And in the process, extra people were getting invited. People were getting uninvited for some reason who we had, we had never invited in the first place. And it was just getting larger and larger. And I was just getting more and more hands off. Like I was like, you know what? I don't care. Um, so my dad ended up cooking for our wedding. He made my favorite food. So he made steak and his mashed potatoes and all of these things. We also had a taco man just because we were like, we don't know if we're going to have enough food with the taco man. So that's why my dad was like, oh, I'll just cook for everyone. So the food was really good. Ended up turning into a karaoke night by the end of the night when everyone had been imbibing in some alcoholic beverages. <laughs> but yeah, so like the whole day itself went by really quickly. Like I woke up released the episode, had my makeup done by a really good friend at Khadija. I'll tag her below because she did my makeup for that. Then, oh, I completely forgot about this part. I know this is turning into a really long story. Isaac decided last minute when I got in on Friday, he was like, oh, I'm going to go and get a suit. And I was like, why don't you just rent a suit? Like, why, why do you need to get one? He's like, oh no, I know this lady. And I was like, but like, we don't need that. Like, just rent it. And he was like, no, it's, it's okay. It's okay. So Friday, he had been like the entire weekend had been going back and forth to LA and back to Orange County. That's about an hour and a half drive both ways just to go and get the suit. On the day of our wedding, I swear to goodness, we had to be at the courthouse by four o'clock 
because that is what we chose the last possible time because we wanted like sunset pictures and you know we just wanted it to be cooler when we had the actual reception four o'clock so we have to be in the car leaving by three just because traffic we knew was going to be a mess and my brother-in-law was taking us he was our only witness at the courthouse because we didn't want to at the time it was covid so we could only have five or four people in there and i couldn't choose between my parents and i didn't want to tell like you know one parent that they couldn't go in versus other parents who could go in and whatever so we were just like you know what nix that no parents whatsoever only my brother-in-law because he's the only one he's taking pictures so my brother-in-law is driving us there and it's three o'clock it's getting to three o'clock and he's like where's isaac and i was like i have no idea i don't know where he's at and so i'm like calling isaac i'm like where are you he's like i'm stuck in traffic because he decided he needed to go pick up his suit and he had to get a last minute alteration and that's something that i still to this day regret letting him do allowing him to do because his suit was so poorly tailored if you look at our pictures he looks like he has short legs even shorter than normal his like inseam was like it felt like it looked like it was 30 inches and his pants were also 30 inches it looked like he was wearing mc hammer pants because this man decided that he needed a custom-made suit and it wasn't even well done so that is also like there are so many things though that happened during this time that i'm just like oh you know when we do our vow renewal i would do that better like i would make sure that you just you know got a nice suit and we did it right the first time so we don't have to worry about all of this or if it's going to be custom made or custom tailored maybe not the day before like a week before right like leading up maybe not that time maybe not a week before probably like two months before months at least yeah probably then i think would probably be the best option i just can't imagine the few days before would be the time to get the suit custom made Exactly. So like, there's still parts of me that really feel like my wedding didn't happen just because like, I had some of my best friends there, you know, but like, for example, Chris wasn't there because I told him don't come, it's not going to be this big thing. Like, and then it started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was like, no, I'm stressed. Like, now was able to come my best friend since fourth grade, Sam lives in LA. So she also came as well. But like, there are so many people in my life in my life who I love who just weren't able to go because I went in with the intention of making it a very small wedding. So there's a lot of things that I would redo just to like redo it again because I also didn't wear the dress that I had bought that I had scrambled to buy with Chris literally the day before I got on a plane to go to Japan. Didn't wear that. Four boutiques later. Four boutiques later, Chris wouldn't let me walk walk out with like a doily dress, which sometimes I just think about you. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, there was a lot leading up to that day. But after it happened, like, I just knew that it wasn't going to be about the day. Like, if you're getting married for the wedding, you know, then there's there's other things you need to prioritize. And the one thing I wanted to prioritize was just having my husband in the same country as me. And so I had to just like, there was a lot of things I just had to brush off and not become a bridezilla about even though inside I was screaming so sorry that was a really long ramble about the day of the wedding about the good the bad the ugly i have a very specific question okay it'll probably be very easy for you to answer okay so in my head i think it's because i've been watching too much love is blind oh no Uh but was there even a moment at like the final part of the i guess the official wedding part at the courthouse where I'm assuming they still asked about the I do's and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Was there even a fraction of a moment where you were like, Isaac might not say I do. And then I'm gonna have to beat him up. (laughs) 
you know what's so funny is because leading up to that, like we had been staying in a hotel separately from normally we stay at my sister's house. So we just decided to stay at a hotel leading up to the wedding just so that because we hadn't seen each other in literally a year. So I was like, actually just like want separate time just with you just to kind of like really recenter ourselves. And the night before our wedding, I actually looked at him and I was like, if you don't want to go through with this, I need to know now. Like I need to know today because one thing that's not going to happen is divorce because it's expensive and neither you or I can afford that. So I need you to be like very sure. And you know, not after not seeing each other physically for a year, like I was like, it's okay if you say no, like we can just like postpone this and you'll just stay in the US and I'll go back to Japan. And he was like looking at me and he was like laughing and I was like, no, I'm being serious. Like, I need to hear validation from you right now that you're like ready to get married because this is not something I take lightly. Like, literally leading up to it, I was like, you know, you have an hour to say no, right? Like, I just wanted to give him that option to opt out so I he could never say, oh, she trapped me. No, like, you need to be very sure. So... There was parts of me that was like, oh, God, he's going to be like, he's not going to sign the papers because the way it works when you go to the courthouse, if you're not familiar, is you go to the courthouse, you sign in. So we had to make appointments because, you know, COVID. You sign in at the registrar, they call you over, they kind of have you like read through all of your documents, make sure all the spelling is correct, which, by the way, legally, Isaac's name is incorrect. (laughs) Isaac has two first names and Isaac forgot his second first name. So (laughs) there were parts of me that were like, oh, God, it's not going to be like, it's not going to be legal because his first name is incorrect. Anyway, besides the point, but they were like, are your names correct? And this is also the time when you change your name too for partners who are changing their name. And that was in that moment, I was like, I'm not changing my name. We had already had that conversation beforehand. The whole issue being that like my passport and all of my documents weren't going to be changed in time but it was just like now it's going to cost me to change my name rather than I would have had it for free at that point but I just knew that we were on a super tight timeline and me coming back to Japan it wasn't realistic for me to change my name so in that moment it was kind of made for me that like I wasn't going to change my name so yeah so you sign your documents and then after you sign the documents the lady who was like helping us with signing our documents I guess is also a licensed officiant as well so she like signed our documents and then she's like okay let me know when you guys are ready and we're like oh are you doing it and she goes yep just give me a second she like turned around on her coat rack put on her robe and then like walked us out we got the really nice like proper wedding room which I felt like was really nice my brother-in-law was super excited because he was like oh this is the room that we wanted when we got married and I was like okay yeah so then and then she kind of goes through the whole vows and you know there were tears involved on both ends which I was really surprised because you know normally I'm just like not very emotional when it comes to these things but yeah so there were most there were parts where when they're like okay now repeat after me I was like "Uh uh-oh this is it Isaac like you got 30 seconds bro (laughs) just a moment yeah, so there was no running away on either of our ends. Which is so funny that even with all that, no matter, I just feel like it's one of those things that like, no matter how established you are in the relationship, there's still just that moment of like, are you sure? I just feel like because you can never be in that other person's head. There's always that like, just checking. Exactly. Just doing a vibe check, making sure <laughs> we're not about to do no craziness. Making sure the vibes are still immaculate. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So that's really funny. Interesting. I really thought that was gonna be like, no, you're so silly. LOL. We just signed and it was great. I'm sure some people would answer that way, even though inside they're probably like, stressed <laughs> and nervous, and like gripping everything. But that's very interesting. So we're past the wedding. It's been a whole year. Do you feel like there have been any changes that being legally married has made to your relationship? 
we were just talking about this because Isaac and I like to like, you know, think about our relationship over the past this year, we're going to make 13 years. And I was like, isn't it so funny how like people always say that the first year of marriage is the hardest. And he was like, I really feel like it's been super chill. And I was like, right? Like, are we doing something wrong? I was like, are we not married enough? (laughs) But we were thinking about it too, you know, like on average, people probably know each other, you know, five years or less when they get married. And it would make sense why the why like the first year of marriage is hard. Like sometimes Isaac and I reflect and like year seven, yeah, like year seven and eight, that those were really tough years for us because it was very much so like, okay, we're we've been together for, you know, five plus years. Is this what we want for life? So I can see why people say that it's been like the hardest, why it's the hardest year. But I think Isaac and I have already kind of gone through those stages of like living together and we lived together for so long. And, you know, when we first moved to Texas, that was a really hard year for us just because I felt like I was mentally not in a good space. So I feel like we already kind of had those like marriage jitters out of the way. Like there's nothing that has felt different other than now the stakes feel higher. Like I feel like there's so much that art that's at stake with us and our relationship in terms of like, I just, I don't know. Like, I just, I just don't want either of us to like lose each other, you know? And it's, and it's, that's the, I think that's where the high stakes come from. Whereas before I was like, yeah, you can walk away. Like there's nothing holding you down. Now I'm like, actually, this is very expensive to walk away. So really think about it, Isaac. (laughs) (laughs) How interesting. So then has there been, any particularly stressful moment that you feel has come from being married. And at this point, you're also halfway across the world. It's just the two of you. And if I'm not mistaken, of the 13 years, this is one of the first times that it's been just the two of you in a long-term living space. Yeah. So when we first moved to Texas, like we were living with my mom, lived with my mom the entire time we were in Texas. So Isaac was going back and forth. So we really, before this, had only like really like lived with each other day to day for one year before getting married. After that, Isaac was in school. So he was coming back every other weekend or I was going to him, but it was very different in that way. So... I think the one part that came, we had a very trying time and I'm thinking about it now. So our washing machine in our house broke and it was starting to flood our bathroom. Japanese washing machines are in the home, which I'm sure a lot of like washing machines are just in the home, but the way that it, the pipes that it goes through are kind of exposed. And we had been doing so much laundry recently that it started to like overflow and it was just kind of happening all the time. So there was one time where it happened and I just like looked at the washing machine and I was like, what the F? And I was like, it's okay. It's fine. We'll like work through this. So he like went in was scooping water into the bathtub. I was like cleaning up all this like mess. And then we realized it was because the lint traps in the washing machines in Japan, they, they aren't movable, like removable. And it's a one, it's all in one. So it's, a washer and a dryer all in one. So it's not two separate contraptions. So there was just like this huge lint blockage and that's what caused the the thing to overflow. But after it happened, we kind of like looked at each other and we're like, oh heck yeah, we just did that. Like, and we like fist bumped and I was like, yep, moving on. I was like, anything else, Handy Manny? Like, do we need to fix anything else? Like we got this at this point. So that was kind of one of like the more trying times where I was just like, oh, like we can't afford to get it fixed. Like this washing machine was super expensive. I don't know how to like communicate if like a plumber needs to come in and be like, uh, it's wet, like help. <laughs> so there were so many times where I was just like, 
thankful that Isaac was here because I was like, this has never happened. I was like, in the first year that I was living here, this never happened. This was never an issue. So, you know, really trying to like problem solve and work through that was really, was really interesting for us as a relationship because I was like, you know, we're going to have to make it, we're going to have to make it work. Like we're literally the only people here that, you know, are our closest family to each other. When the yen took a really big plummet, that was pretty hard on our relationship too, because Isaac was, you know, they call it, what do they call it? Like invisible labor, right? Like making sure that the home is taken care of. So he was like really on that end, making sure that, you know, dinner was cooked, making sure the house was cleaned and all of these things. And the yen decided to plummet and my salary was just not enough for two people. So we really had to like scramble. And I was like, okay, like we're like, we're really going to be like top ramen, like until payday because... (laughs) things we can't be doing as well and going out and, you know, really looking at our finances. So this was also kind of, we've had conversations about financials before. And I felt like that was really important for him to understand how much debt I was in and to know how much debt he was in, because we had to be really transparent about that. And because I was the only one working, like supporting that and making sure that we were making our payments on time. So I think that was one of the more difficult conversations because, maybe it's just like Pacific Islanders or maybe it's Americans are so like hush hush about those things. So really normalizing the conversation of like, this is our budget. Like you can't go over this budget, you know, staying under would be ideal because that would give us more, you know, wiggle room, but also understanding that like fruits and vegetables are getting super expensive in Japan. So like, what are some alternatives? Can we go frozen? Can we do this? Like, and really working through that, I felt like was one of the more trying times in our relationship. Did I even answer the question? Probably not, but that's okay. No, I'm just kidding. You did. <laughs> I like lost myself in the sauce as I was going through that. So <laughs> really talking about all the stressful parts. It's really great. It's fine. I do that on purpose so that we can get to the best parts later. It's totally strategic. You're making me question my marriage. <laughs> no, no. It's like, wait a second now. Hmm. No, it really, it just sounds like all the things that like other, like it just happens with yeah people that are in relationships. So it's not like there's been any particular moment where you're like, you know what? this cast iron skillet would look really good upside your head. And you're just like, (laughs) no really angry moments that have really taken over or you're hiding them from us. (gasps) Gotta go get Isaac. (laughs) Gotta check in. Hey, how's it going over there, buddy? (laughs) Big old bump on his head. You know, I haven't seen him on the podcast recently. He's here. (laughs) (laughs) He's here, I promise. So do you think that, because like there's living alone, which is just like, you know, in your own personal space. And then there's living alone, which you two are doing, which is by yourselves halfway across the world. So do you feel like that has helped with overcoming some of those conversations and obstacles and challenges? Or do you think that sometimes it has exacerbated that stress and like the worries and the conflict? I think living alone in Japan, right? When I was just me that first year was really more about testing my, testing my like independence because I had been so used to, you know, calling you up and being like, hey, Chris, let's go to Target. Or like, hey, Chris, do you want to run errands with me? Or like talking to my mom and being like, hey, do you want to like go and do this with me? And that really tested my independence. So having Isaac come in was actually more of a, almost like a shift for me because Japan had become so much of me independently that I forgot what it felt like to be here on by myself, you know, and I forgot what it meant, like telling Isaac to hop on the train and come and meet me for dinner or telling Isaac to like, Hey, can you like go to the store and do these things? Like he was feeling so much anxiety, like getting on the train. Cause he was like, I just keep getting lost, you know, and I, you know, hop on the wrong train and I'm going the opposite direction. And I was like, I don't understand. Like I did this for a year. Like, how can you not do this? And so giving him that grace though, afterward and realizing like, actually, no, this is really tough. You're right. I'm so, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean to get frustrated with you. It was just 
I forgot what it felt like to have to try and figure things out. But definitely it's helped with, you know, I just like, I am a little bit more introverted, but Isaac's definitely helped me become more like adventurous and be like, hey, like, let's go try this new place or like, let's just hop on the train and just go. And I'm like, okay, but where are we going? And, you know, he's like, well, let's just go and we'll stop off and we'll eat lunch wherever we stop. And I'm like, okay, you know, so that's been really nice. But I think he also like leans on me in that aspect of like, okay, are we getting on like the right train? Because I'm definitely the one that's going to ask, like, I don't think we're going in the right direction. He's like, no, I think we're fine. And I'll like look at my phone. And I'm like, no, we're clearly going in the wrong direction. <laughs> so <laughs> he's definitely more adventurous, but he's just, he's, you know, still a little bit like wary of getting on the trains. Now he's been commuting to work. So he's a little bit more familiar with it. But yeah, definitely when he first came in, it was me having to reconfigure my life to make Japan also fit for Isaac because I had become one thing to me, but like there were so many things that as a couple I wanted us to do together and like see together. So yeah, that's been a little bit of a shift, but it's definitely helped me because I'm so much happier now with him being here and like seeing him every day has definitely helped with my mental health. <laughs> so, and then just as a side tangential note, because at this point, I think we've had three or four episodes talking about how sometimes people overshare with the advice that they try to give you. Mm. So do you feel like being in Japan has also kind of helped mitigate some of that unsolicited feedback that people love to give about the right times to do things or how to do things or what your life should look like? No. <laughs> <laughs> people still offer. You know, people still offer it. FaceTime, I think, has kind of helped with that. Also, I think it doesn't help that Isaac's siblings in the US continue to pop out babies. And so they're like, okay, it's your guys' turn now. And we're like, Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Thanks. It's not. But thank you. Did you mention tag? You're right. Actually, I'm not playing the game. So I was sitting out like my legs broken. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because at my school in the fifth grade, the fifth grade team has been constantly getting pregnant for the last two years. And they're like, we don't know what's in the water. Also, they're, it's funny because their building is kind of detached. It's part of the new building of the school. So there is like a separate tap. And I was like, I don't know what's in that water, but I'm not drinking it. I'm not washing my hands with it. Don't even bring it near me. Don't splash it on me. It's contagious. There's a contagion in this water. So no, thank you. No one's ever actually given us like marriage advice, which I think is funny. People were pushing us to get married for so long that I think that now that it's happened, they're like, okay, yeah, that's all we wanted. <laughs> just to put a ring on it and be done. We just didn't want you guys living in sin, whatever that means. <laughs> hmm. Okay, so you've mentioned that Overall, you feel like having him there has really helped with your mental health. But do you have a few highlight reels, some fun things that you have done together since y'all have been married, either in Japan or because you really weren't re married in the States for very long. It was no. maybe like a month and that was a weird time to be married. But since being back in Japan, what have been some highlights of the married life? Some highlights have been just like taking him to my favorite restaurants hiking with him has been really nice and then at the same time because i was hiking by myself like learned how to be really independent and for some reason when isaac comes around i kind of like what's that word like when you like regress yeah i feel like i've regressed when isaac's here because there's so many times where i'll be hiking and i'm like oh my god my pack is so heavy as though i don't hike regularly with like 50 pound packs and I'm carrying like maybe 10 pounds. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I can't carry this. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like, I know how to do these things. And, you know, I'll like complain and stuff. He's like, do you complain this much on your normal hikes? And I'm like, no, because with you, I know I can bail out. Like if I at any point am like, oh, let's go back down the mountain. You'd be like, okay, yeah, whatever. I was 
Like, but if I'm with people, like, I can't just say, hey, I'm going to go down the mountain. Like, no, I have to, like, suck it up and, you know, stay in high spirits. So there have been some times where I'm like, oh, you really do get my ugly side of hiking. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we've done a little bit of traveling across Japan, mostly to, like, nature hikes and things like that to help me prep for some of the larger hikes that I was taking this year with the students. What else have we done? Really just kind of connecting at home. Isaac's become like a really good cook. He's always been kind of our chef at home, but I did most of the cooking back in Texas and he would kind of sous chef, but now he's really taken on the role and, you know, he's getting really good at it. So I think that's one of the more positives that we've seen out of living in Japan together. Yeah, but really just kind of like exploring a new country where neither of us speak the language, but we just try our best. I think has been one of the highlights of being married and living abroad. And then there was the one time that you saw Lil Nas X, which I still, consider, I still consider that a highlight in your marriage, even though <laughs> we don't talk about that. Also, like I still get secondhand embarrassment thinking about not even secondhand. I get firsthand embarrassment. And I still honestly, every time I see Lil Nas X post, I it just like triggers me. Just have a moment of just like, oh my god. Because Isaac was also my hype man for that. The one thing that I, I appreciate about my husband is that he will hype me up. Even after he saw me throw up the tea and throw up like the gang signs at him, he was like, I came back, he's like, I cannot believe you just threw up some gang signs at that man. And I was like, I was, I just, huh. <laughs> <laughs> after he hyped you up to go talk to him exactly. in the first place. <laughs> well, because Isaac was like, just go and ask him. And I was like, no, I don't want to ask him. Like, he's here with his friends. Like, obviously no one's bothering him. No one is really, like, recognizing him right now. <sighs> it's okay. It happened. It's a highlight for me. It was a highlight. It was really cool. But yeah, I do have, I have blocked out that part of my of my experience because I am still very embarrassed by it. <laughs> <laughs> really blocked out that one brunch. That whole day just doesn't exist anymore. That whole brunch. It does, but it doesn't. <laughs> no. It does in the pictures and that's about it. <laughs> that's it. So overall, what would you say is your final Yelp rating first year marriage in the books? Five out of five, honestly. Five stars out of five stars. I recommend anyone marry their best friend. I really do. Like Isaac and I have truly grown you know, if we were the same people we were at 16 years old, we talk about this too. I was like, we were high key toxic, like should not have probably made it out of those first couple of years of being together because we were so toxic. And like, teenagers are just finicky creatures. <laughs> but you know, I'm so glad that we've grown out of that. And 13 years later, like I can truly say that he has my back. I have his like, marry your biggest hype person. Because, you know, all you're gonna get out of life is just adventure. So I'm really glad to, you know, have someone like my husband to grow old with. Oh, that was so mushy. Moving on. You heard it here first. No real tea. Just five out of five stars. Boring. <laughs> I know. No drama. It's okay. You save that for another episode. We'll find some drama somewhere not related to your marriage. It'll happen some way. <laughs> Who knows? She might throw some gang signs up at someone else in the Stop! future. We no never more know. Gang signs. No more gang signs are being thrown <laughs> at any more celebrities. I am over my celebrity hunting days. Unless it's Jason Momoa. Oh, I'm gonna throw up all the T's. I'm gonna throw up T's. I'm gonna throw up M's. I'm gonna throw up J's. I'm gonna throw up whatever he need me to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Any final thoughts that you want to share? If you are going into marriage, only thinking about the wedding, but not thinking about your marriage afterward, maybe reconsider getting married. <laughs> Well, that's very interesting. It's also probably very frugal advice. Weddings are expensive. So just really consider what you're doing this for. Okay. Right? That's exactly. mm, 
Well, with that, it is time for our rapid fire question. <laughs> Emma, what is your rapid fire question today? Okay, if you were to write a book about one of your special interests, what would it be about? Man, I have a lot. I was like, you have a lot of niche interests. I know. I could write a cookbook. I could write a book about dinosaurs. I could write a book about plants. I could write a memoir. I could write a book study about book clubs and how (laughs) not to start them. I could write a book about starting a podcast. So I could write a book about a lot of things. Can you pick one? They gave you a million dollars as your advance and said, write a book about your special interests. I think the thing that I would probably enjoy the most would be writing about dinosaurs. I don't know what it is. It's just been like since a childhood fascination, but just it would be fun, especially if they were like, you also get to go on a time machine and then go study the dinosaurs and then come back and write what happened. I wish I had a time machine dinosaurs i too also have very (laughs) niche interests one of them being the royal family and i hate i hate colonization it really is one of those like things that i've had to unpack with my fascination with the windsor family because you know they're out here just being racist and colonizing things for no reason honestly other than to just exude their power so probably not them they have enough books written about them I recently come across the show Narcos. So I've been really into into that too, but I feel like that might get me killed if I write any type of book about that. So maybe not that one either. Hiking as a big girl. That's what that would be my that would be my my one thing. Trekking as a big girl. What to wear, how to not chafe, what to pack, where to go, who's nice about it. That that would be my my book. I'm sure that could be a real book. I feel like that's real content. And so you could probably actually quit your job and just go hiking around the world as a big girl and be like, these are my experiences. Boom. Done. Nailed it. Literally. Just put it on TikTok, put it on Instagram, write about it after you're done, and then you retire and you've done it. Could you just redact this entire conversation just in case that's my million dollar idea? Could you imagine? And then like five years from now, someone does it. (gasps) No, I'm doing it. I'm doing it this summer. It's copyrighted. No one can take it. Hiking. Hiking while big. Something. Okay. Well, come up with a cuter title because that's... Big girl hiking. Big girl trekking. BGT. You got it. It's okay. You keep workshopping it because okay. those weren't it. But okay. you just keep working. <laughs> <laughs> Today's question comes from the big book of questions. It had to do with me pretending that I do numerology. So I just took the magic number of your anniversary day and got the number 10. And question number 10 is, what comforts you on bad days? Oh, I've been having some pretty bad days recently. And the thing that's been comforting me is that my husband knows the snacks and food I like. <laughs> There's been a couple of times where I've just like been so stressed out and he'll just come back with like a bag of popcorn and a Coke and he's like, here you go. And he'll just kind of like push me on the couch and put me under a blanket. And he's like, you need a break. I'm like, I do need a break. You're right. <laughs> so I don't know if it's my husband or if it's the coziness or if it's the snacks. <laughs> Could be. It's just all of the things happening all at once. Maybe that's yeah. what it is. The combination of the three things. I think so. What about you? French fries. Like really good French fries. Facts. A really crunchy French fry. Perfectly salted. I don't it don't have to be super crunchy, but like crunchy enough. Or like a really well done flavored French fry. Like oh. an actually well done cheese fry or a well done garlic parmesan fry. fry. Facts. Just oh, like an actually that. just really good fries. You know? It's that or sometimes there was like a few days ago, a few weeks ago, where I just really wanted a slice of cake. Not a whole cake. 
just a slice of really good cake. Did you get it? No, definitely did. But <laughs> I think overall, it's probably foods. Because uh, I don't know what it is. It just, something about it just really releases the happy things in your brain. It's the dopamine. That's what it is. You know what doesn't make me feel good on bad days? What? Running. <laughs> no one is ever going to try to convince me otherwise. Because so many people try. They post it on the everywhere. Oh, if you're feeling bad, go for a run. It has never made me feel better. And I love that for people, though. I love that, that that's what like triggers your serotonin and your dopamine to make you happy. That's just not going to be it for me. And that's ever. okay. I do feel good not. after I lift heavy things, but like, no, running will never be in it. It would never be in the cards for me is what I've noticed. I recently I recently played in a kids versus staff soccer game and I was like, wow, this is a lot of running. I do not recall doing this much running, but I also was, you know, a decade younger. So, <laughs> so yeah, no, running's not it, but food, specifically French fries, is, but... Emma, where can people find the podcast? You can find our podcast on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Tea with Crema. If you'd like to buy us a cup of tea, you can also Venmo us at the Tea with Crema. You can also stream our podcast wherever you like to stream your podcast. We hope to see you next time. Bye.